Christopher Jenkins. Welcome back to Upload Pass Crossroads, my YouTube channel. I'm here with Justin Lee Howell. He's been on so many of my YouTube videos now. I guess it's official. He's always going to be on my YouTube channel. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So we got, uh, I have a playlist on my YouTube channel, and it is titled um, Questions from Social Media, something like that. Yeah, Questions from Social Media. All right. And it's on my YouTube channel, Upload Pass Crossroads. So every once in a while on my YouTube channel and on any of my social media platforms. So here goes my social media platforms right here. So every once in a while on my social media platforms, I have people ask me questions, DM me questions, and I try my best to do videos on them. I'm gonna try to be more, if I was really consistent at it, Justin, like doing videos anytime somebody asks me a question on social media, man, I think I'll probably do two videos a week or something. Like it helps with the algorithm, it helps your page to grow. But uh, yeah, that's beside the point. All right, so uh, today we're answering a question uh, that I got from Instagram. All right, so it's from one of my uh, people, one of the people that uh, I grew up with um, that went to the same church that my dad, my dad preaches at. Um, so, and she's like at least, I would say she's about eight years younger than me. She's really young, like, mm -hmm. well, a little bit younger than me. Now she's older. So she's at least 22, 23, something like that. So. All right, but she asked me uh, this question. So, uh, hey, I know it's late, but once you get a chance, I would love for you to help me with breaking down scriptures and helping get a better understanding of the Bible. So I know she's not the only one that has this question, right? So we're going to answer this today on this video. So maybe you got the same questions and you're wondering just how do you break down scripture? You know, how do you have a better understanding of the Bible? And that's one thing I was talking with Justin about before uh, before we uh, did this video is like, if you don't have a good understanding of scripture in the Bible, as a believer, that says a lot about you, you know, because this is what you claim to believe. This is what you claim to put your hope and faith in. So I want to say that you should be able to look at any scripture verse in any passage and be able to decipher it and be able to like know the setting and everything like that. But if you are really close with the Lord and you have a great relationship with him, you only get it through scripture verses, right? You only get it through studying the word. You only get it through growing in fellowship and love and devotion and all that stuff with God, right? And it don't just come from reading the Bible either. But that's a, I don't, it's, it's like the foundation, right? <laughs> so like without the Bible, what are you, right? So yeah, we're going to talk about that. So we're going to use a few scripture verses to show how you break down scripture verses so you can have a better understanding of the Bible. Cause that's the, the key. If you don't break down scriptures, you're not going to have a good understanding of the Bible, right? That should be the goal, right? You want to be, if you don't understand what you're reading and understand what you see from different scripture verses and scripture pa passages, you're, you're really going to be at, at a disconnect in your relationship with God. You may see God the wrong way, and a scripture verse is there to show you how you should see God, you know, how he really is. Instead of creating your own God by thinking God is this way. <laughs> oh, that just went down a rabbit hole, Justin. Like, <laughs> because literally, like, people think that they know God, but they don't know his word, right? So how do you know God if you don't know his word? Which literally, that changes the whole thing, what, we, what our approach was. Like, literally, now I'm thinking that we should just pick scripture verses that, like, say who God is that other people and most people don't know uh, that, you know, that are some of his characteristics that they don't, that they don't think that God is that way. Right. 
Like everybody say God is a loving God. There's no hate in him. Like, <laughs> but there's certain things God doesn't like. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> That's he brought that up because I had that exact same conversation with my brother. Uh-huh. We were talking about how my brother uh, thinks I'm drinking the Kool Aid, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, yeah, it's like a. I feel like that is a important question when we're trying to learn the Bible. I think that's amazing that she's like 22, 23 and wants to learn more about the Bible. Cause that's a good first step. Right. But like, um, for my brother, he said like, no one really knows what God is like. So like, why do we bother? And that's, that's fair. I don't think we'll in our limited minds, we're never going to figure out what God is like, but the, the Bible does tell us like many characteristics of them that we can kind of figure out. Like the fact that uh, people love one another, I feel like that. I feel like because he loved us, we can love one another. The fact that we have those same characteristics of love for our family or for loved ones means that God is also like a loving father as well. So there's a lot of clues in the Bible that even if we don't exactly know what God is like, there's a lot of there's a lot of studying. There's a lot of clues we can gather from that. Right, bro. I I'm sorry for changing things up on you, but you got to see this. All right, so okay. One of the things I thought about was I told you before atheists try to try to use this scripture verse against me. Right, so I'm gonna show how to break down scripture verses, how to get an understanding of scripture in the Bible, so you can deepen your relationship with God. Because that's the whole thing about a believer. You can only go as far in your relationship with God and in a Christian life as you know the Bible. I I didn't say that right. That's awful English. But, like, if you don't know the Bible, don't expect to, I won't say accomplish anything or receive the victory or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But just don't. You can only go as far as you know the Bible, right? Like, Mm -hmm. just imagine if you knew. And I did this before on my YouTube channel, actually. I My very my first ever video on YouTube. (laughs) I talked about uh, only stupid people <laughs> saying that they know the Bible and they ain't never read it. That was the video title, something like that, right? It's hilarious. And in that video, I talked about how people, uh, I forgot what I was about to say. But basically, you know, it's its its sad that, you know, people say they have a great relationship with God or anything like that. But they can't break down who uh, King uh, Ahab is, right? Or Or Mordecai. Like, where are they? What story are they in and from in the Bible? Esther. Like, tell me about Esther. Tell me about Amos. Like, this this is stuff that could change your life, right? This is life changing information. Like, people make mistakes and fail in life because they don't know the wisdom that God has, right? They don't have God's wisdom. And wisdom is something you should wear on your neck. You should put it in your heart. You should put it in your pocket. You should always hold on to it, right? And you can say a wise person receives and listens to the experience of others and they factor that into the choices that they make every day, right? So, um, yeah, it's crazy, man. So, like, I want you to picture, that's one question I asked in this first ever video. Man, I look so young right here. (laughs) First ever video uh, right here. Uh, I asked, uh, what? why is there an ad on my YouTube channel? Am I monetized now? But anyways. I asked, uh, what if you knew the whole entire Bible? What if you knew every single passage in the Bible? And what if 
you just knew every single story and everything there was in the Bible. Like, would you make different choices? Would you go through life differently? It, and that's an obvious yes, like, right? So here goes one scripture verse. Like, this is a scripture verse that all atheists uh, that come to my uh, Instagram page, uh, my underscore daily underscore Bible, they'll throw this at me and like it's supposed to stumble me or something. And it never does. Like, any most Christians it would like they like oh no God's God's loving right he, he's a good God those are scripture verses we know right but here goes one as well we can't deny the scripture verse that's what a lot of Christians do they deny the mm. word when it says something that contradicts what they believe that's the thing about the Bible it's always going to contradict something that you believe because it's all about your growth your understanding your maturity in the faith it's all about changing and transforming you into the image that God wants you to be. And there's a lot of things, a lot of ways that God has that's not our ways. That's in the book of Isaiah as well. Isaiah 55, I think, like verse 13 to 14, something like that. So there's a lot of things that God does and, and how he operates that differs from human beings. And we have to, who's wrong, God or us, right? Like <laughs> a lot of humanity and people will say God is wrong and man is right. But that's not true. As a child of God. Whatever God says goes. So when he says something's a sin, it's a sin. You don't get to justify it. That's how you understand the Bible. Like, you got to uh, confront and face the demons that you don't want to face. You got to confront and face the sin that you don't want to face. You got to be able to call it sin and be able to, to repent from it and turn away from it. That's just one way, right? But here goes a good example, right? Isaiah 45 or 7, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. The Lord do all these things. All right, so one way to understand the Bible better is to look at different Bible versions. So don't listen to a nitpicking, narrow-minded, bigoted Christian who only thinks one way and think the King James Version Bible is the only Bible that there is, mm -hmm. right? Because I can guarantee most people who read the King James Version, a lot of stuff's just going to go over their head because that's not how we talk anymore, right? So you got to uh, look at different Bible ver versions. So this is one way to do it. You got the internet. They didn't have an internet back in Jesus' time period, but we do. So utilize this a wonderful gift, this wonderful resource. And Google, this is one way to have a better understanding of the Bible. You look at the different Bible uh, versions for a certain scripture verses uh, or for a whole entire passage, entire chapter. You didn't understand it the first time in the version that you read it in. So we're going to reread this in different versions. So my favorite version is the contemporary English version of the Bible. I don't, yeah, it's right here. It says, I create create light and darkness, happiness and sorrow. I, the Lord, do all this. That is crazy. So I'm going to read some other stuff so we can understand it. All right. Uh, uh, the Homeland Christian Standard Bible. I form light and create darkness. I make success and create disaster. Disaster. I, Yahweh, do all these things. All right. And let's read another one just for the heck of it. All right, so the Berean, Berean Study Bible says, I form the light and create the darkness. I bring prosperity and create calamity. I, the Lord, do these things. So one of the things that atheists have a problem with is how God uh, allows darkness, allows calamity, allows evil. So one of the things that people always ask is, why does a good God, why does a good God, allow evil? Why does a good God allow bad things to happen to good people? This is a basic question for a Christian. <laughs> you should yeah, know the answer. We, all, to that. we always get asked that. 
Right. And not only that, there's a, another Bible verse that says, gee, again, wisdom, guys, you can only go as far as the wisdom you have from God in life. Ooh, bars. So another scripture verse says that, um, dang it, I lost it. Oh, I always have a reason for your faith. Like, I always give a reason for your faith. Let me look that up. You got anything to say, Justin, so I can get to that? Uh, that's good to verse. Always. Just while you're looking that up, too. Yeah, that's it's very important to, like, read up on the Bible, though, as well, because um, something you and I were talking about that we might do another study on is how can you tell what God's voice is? How can you discern it from, like, other voices that are, going on in your head and like a big part of that i feel like is understanding the bible as well like god's not going to tell you something that's against the bible if you know your bible well then you can kind of guess like what is what are the kinds of things that a loving god would tell me or what kind of things is something that a just god would tell me so just having that knowledge of the bible teaches you the wisdom of god which teaches you what to listen for like what are the types of things that God would probably tell you and not the things that a deceiver or your own weird thoughts might be going on in your head? Right. Because like, uh, and we just have to like dig into it all the time. You, you probably, you probably have found what you're looking for, but like first and foremost, like before we go on, we have to recognize that the Bible is like a living thing as well. I, like I was talking to my brother again the other day about, um, again, like how trustworthy is the Bible? And we honestly, like none of us are going to get the Bible perfectly. Like none of us are going to figure out what God is exactly because of our limited nature. But we have to like constantly read the Bible because it's going to mean different things for different people. Like Sean can read one passage and get a lesson and I can read a different passage and get a totally different lesson just because like we're in different parts of our lives right now. Mm -hmm. um, so that just proves that the word is a living thing. Like when there's a Jewish tradition that when they are, when they're, when they're writing out the Bible, when they're writing new manuscripts, they have a lot of certain rules. And one of them is you can't type up the Bible. They always handwrite it in black ink with quills. And the reason for that is because they want intention. Like they are very aware of how important the Bible is. And they pray for every word that they write because they are aware that it's a living thing. We have to, when we read the Bible, we have to invite whatever God is telling us at that time. And so a big part of that is recognizing that the Bible is full of wisdom. Like, that's why I like some of the verses in James, because it talks about how, or in, in like Hebrews, I think it's like Hebrews chapter four, like the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword. I feel like when you, in order to understand who God is and to understand the scripture more, we have to recognize that it is a living thing. We don't just read it for the words, we read it for the soul. Right. Man, I wish I knew this passage better. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a few things. I'll go back to the sword what part. Passage? Uh Nehemiah four. You remember I said I went to do a lesson on oh, Nehemiah yeah, yeah. 4? Yeah. But basically, I'm not even gonna try to describe the story, but basically everybody goes through certain things in life. Like 
we have problems, we have struggles, and God's word is there for us, not just the God's word is there for us to give us the healing that we need through whatever we're going through. God's word is here for us to give us the wisdom that we need, the motivation, the hope, the inspiration, everything we need to get through all the struggles and adversities and just circumstances that we find ourselves in in life. It's there to help us to mature, you know, to move past what we see and to always see that God is good through, no matter through what you're going through, right? And that's what his word does. So like, there's a story in the book of Nehemiah 4. Like, for example, there's a dude at my church that every time I talk to him, there's always tension. Like, he told me that I can come to him for help. But anytime I've ever come to him for help, and I told him before, like, this is even before I came to him for help. But anytime, anytime I ever had a conversation with him, it's always gone south, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he's always just been negative. Like, and it's and he's older. It'd be different if he was my age or something, or younger even. But the dude is like 65 or something, 62. So he's always been that much older than me. I'm 29, right? And so, like, but all of our conversations just been negative, like, since I was little, like, all my interactions with him. So um, in the book of Nehemiah 4, like, I, I asked my dad, long story short, like, what's a Bible verse, what's a Bible passage in the Bible that tells about you doing doing service, doing your calling, doing what God has needed and crafted you to do, doing the Lord's work, right? You're doing the Lord's work, but you got to face adversity, right? You're doing the Lord's work, but there's somebody there at your throat, like just looking for your downfall or just being negative. Like it could be criticizers, it could be haters, it could be whatever, right? Like it's in the Bible, right? Something like that is in the Bible, right? I have suicidal thoughts. Right. Oh, well, let me talk about that first. In Nehemiah 4, like this is a good example. This is why it's so important to know the Bible. Nehemiah 4, right? Uh, Nehemiah wanted to rebuild the temple, rebuild the walls that the Assyrians and the Babylonians destroyed from the for the uh destroyed of the Israelites, right? So the Israelites had this fortified wall, like they were all protected in this fortified huge wall all around, and it was on a hill. So like, you know, it just went up basically. Like the wall came out going up higher and higher because it's on a hill, it's on a mountain basically. So the Israelites were, they could see when their enemies were coming after them. They could see when when uh, when a nation's trying to take them out and they had the higher advantage. They had the higher ground. They had the power. They were the world power uh, back in the day when David was king and Solomon was king. But then when they died off, the Israelites, because of sin, God allowed the Assyrians and the Babylonians to take them out. See? Evil, darkness. Remember, we talked about that. So, like, this is why it's important to know. God uses evil and darkness to glorify himself. He uses yeah. circumstances, hard times and rock bottoms and just awful times. You know, bad things happen to good people because God still gets the glory, right? God doesn't need good things to happen to everybody constantly for him to get the glory. Because think about it. If everything was good in your life, if everything went the way you wanted to go, if everything was perfect, why would you need God? That's a question in the Bible. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is why it's under, this is why you need the wisdom of God, right? God has everything orchestrated and perfect in this life. Everything has a purpose. Everything is functioning the way that He wants it to function, right? He still is God. He's still at work. He's still in control. So, all right, that's beside the point. But anyways, in the book of Nehemiah, like I was saying, Nehemiah had two people named uh, Simbalat and uh, Tobiah. And they were, uh, one was the Amorite and the other one was something else. 
uh, from Samaria or something. But either way it goes, both of these two people were making threats, saying that they're going to take out Nehemiah for building this wall. Nehemiah is doing the Lord's work. He should be praised instead of hassled, right? Should When you're doing God's work, you know, this is a question everybody asks. When you're doing the Lord's work, should you suffer? Should you go through pain? Should you uh, struggle? Yes, you're going to struggle. Jesus did. <laughs> Are you better than Jesus? Right. So, <laughs> but I'm not even going to tell the whole story. I, I need to stop, Justin, because then I'll just go in. But yeah, like this, this is a story in the Bible. Like uh, she yeah. said, how do you break down scripture verses? How do you get understanding the Bible? First thing first is uh, one of the ways I do it is I ask myself, what am I going through? What is, what uh, wisdom, insight, motivation, hope do I need right now in my circumstance, in my situation, in my life right now? And I look for a Bible passage to meet that need. Another good example, because this is a shorter story. I went through suicidal thoughts in the year 2017 and 2018. So I was about to take my life in May of both of those years. And death just seemed so much better than living, right? Because the death seemed so much better than the pain I was feeling. Like it was a better alternative. And a lot of people who, most people who go through suicidal thoughts and actually who commit suicide, that's how they feel. So um, the story that I got, that God used in his word to touch me was when Jesus calmed the storm, right? So no matter what you're going through, no matter what ways are, wait, you know, moving and whatever storms happening in your life, no matter what situation you face in life, Jesus is right there with you. You're not alone, right? And he told the disciples in Mark chapter four, verse 35, the first thing he said to them before that story even started was we're going to the other side, right? That's the first thing he said. So just him saying that alone in Mark chapter four, verse 35, you know, we're going to the other side. That's him promising that no matter what we're facing, when we go on this journey, we're going to make it to the other side. So the disciples were freaking out in Mark four for nothing saying, we're about to die. So they woke up Jesus saying, we're about to die. Like, you know, <laughs> we're about to die. They never forgot that Jesus said, we're about to make it to the other side in Mark chapter four, verse 35, right? And then in verse 41, we read that Jesus calmed the storm, right? Just like he promised, we're going to make it to the other side. They made it to the other side. So the disciples were freaking out, worrying for nothing. Same thing goes for suicidal thoughts. No matter what you're going through, uh, no matter what the reason is to why you were led to having suicidal thoughts, you're going to make it through it. It's not over. The battle ain't over. God already won the battle. You already won the battle as a believer. You just got to, you know, persevere through it. Perseverance, long suffering. That's a fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter five, verse 23 or something, 22. Yeah, so like, <laughs> when you see the wisdom, like the insight, the Bible just had, basically, how do you study your Bible? How do you uh, break down scriptures and get an understanding? You one way to do it, Justin, you could say how you do it, but I just listen to YouTube videos and listen to sermons all day, every day. Like literally sermons on Mark chapter four, nonstop for a whole month. There's so many sermons on Mark chapter four. Everybody preaches Mark chapter four. That's easy. The hard ones to find is Psalms 148. That's all. <laughs> like nobody preaches Psalm 148 for some reason. Or Nehemiah four, like barely anybody touched that because like it's just harder to do some people don't think Old Testament's relevant and minor prophets and stuff, but like it's just harder to do Old Testament. Like Leviticus, there's not going to be many sermons on the book of Leviticus. So like, yeah, but that's how that's one way how to get to the place to where you can break down scripture. Because the more you study the Bible, the more you're going to be able to break it down. But when you're starting from the beginning, don't expect to just have it all together. You're not gonna. You gotta 
You got to fight through it. You got to persevere through it. Long suffering again, patience. That's another fruit of the spirit. Uh, so you just keep on fighting through that. And then the walls are going to come tumbling down, like the walls of Jericho. Another Bible passage in the Bible. All right, Justin, you can go. Yeah. So when, when I look through scripture as well, like I'll always ask myself like three questions. Like one of them is like, what is the context of the passage I just learned? Because a lot of times the lesson of a passage isn't obvious from our standpoint. Like we have to remember these were written like 2,000 years ago or 3,000 years ago. They were written a long time ago. So the context is going to be different. Right. Second one is how does it point to Jesus? Like, or how does the, what does this tell us about God? Like a lot of times we get hints about what God is like, because we have to remember scripture is God breathed and influenced by God. It's written by man, but it's influenced by God. So when we are reading a scripture, like how, what does that tell us about God or Jesus? And third, what is the application? Like, what can I do with this? Like it's, uh, let me look up a verse real fast. There is, choo, choo, choo. pretty sure I can find it. It's like, oh, like, do not me. So this is from James chapter one. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Like you, um, we, we're looking at the Bible not just as like a good story or to like learn some fun lessons. We're like trying to make this personal. Like again, the book is a living, a living word. It's going to be different from each person. So you, when you read a lesson... You aren't just trying to figure out what does this tell me about God, but what does this tell me about me as well? Right. So though I feel like the third one is a very important one is like, what's the application of this lesson? Mm -hmm. So those are always three questions I'll ask myself when I'm like doing a Bible study or reading scripture. Right. Yeah, that's great, man. Let me make sure we answer a question. I'm going to go back to it real quick. Because honestly, I think we're good. I don't think we need to sing anymore. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Honestly, for this, I feel like it's just good to start with maybe scripture that is close to her heart or that she wants to learn more about, and just like dig into it. Like you said, we have yeah. to like persevere and like keep learning more stuff about it. Right. And I forgot what Bible verse I mentioned. No, I, I, you said I, like First Corinthians eleven, right? Yeah, but which one did I say just now? Like the ones that I I've been mentioning. Oh, um, gosh, I'm not sure. All right, I don't even remember. But what you said oh, was, uh, was it? Whoa, whoa, was it like Galatians 21 or 22 or 23? That's fine. Fruits of the spirit. Yeah, let's do that. So let's say you're interested in learning about the fruits of the spirit. Obviously, that's Galatians five, right? So I'm sharing my screen. So you could read the bible just like this you know and a lot of people do that they just read it but then you're just leaning on your own understanding right you gotta get to the place to where you know what is the what what does the bible what what is god intent behind it so that's like looking at the setting the background looking at um 
the, the, the context, like everything, like you're really breaking it down, right? So when you're reading the scripture verse, let's read the first one, like steadfast, stand fast, therefore, in liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage, right? Well, that's kind of simple. I want to do something complicated. All right. Yeah, you're right. I should have just did First Corinthians 11. <laughs> um, yeah, this is perfect. All right. So I'm going to read it. All right. I'm just read like the first six verses. All right. So we'll see. So First Corinthians 11 said, be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. Right. And I would have, you know, that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is man and the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or prophesying and having his head covered dishonoreth his head. But every woman that prayeth and prophesies with her head uncovered dishonoreth her head. For that is even all one as if she were shaven. All right, I'm stopping. If I read anymore, I'll just start preaching. All right. So like just with this, why in the world is you know a man having his head covered dishonoring? Right? Is that what it says? Yeah, a man having his head covered, dishonoring, right? So that means, can we not wear hats? So one thing, growing <laughs> up, so this is the context, guys. Like, you got to figure out why. Why? So when you read the scripture verse, why? Why? You should be asking yourself questions. You need to break it down. So, because this is probably should be the first thing that sticks out to you, you know? And But every woman that prayeth or prophesying, right, with her head uncovered, so her head is uncovered, dishonored her head. Who's her head? Right? Why is a woman having, why is a woman who has her head uncovered dishonoring the head and a man who has his head covered dishonoring his head? Who's a man's head and why does a woman have a head? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> obviously, they, I'll answer the questions because I, yeah, I already know the answer to it. But it, the thing, the key is here is praying and prophesying. So that means when you're in the church of God. So one thing that people think in the Bible is that the Bible is real discriminating. I think that's the word I'm looking for, like gender. Like it cares about the man more than a woman. So the woman has, the man has way more liberties and rights than a woman. A woman should be submissive. So like, what's that scripture passage, Justin, that says a woman should submit to the husband? I think it's Ephesians 5, something like that. But yeah, like they'll read scripture verses like that, but they don't know the context. So the whole context in First Corinthians, the whole book of Corinthians, the whole Corinthian church. So this is why it's important to know the setting is the Corinthians in the Corinthian church had more liberties and rights. They treated women not like trash, not like the world and all the culture in Corinth did, like spit mm. on them, like second class citizens, you know, like they're the scum of the earth and did what they want with them. No, like the Corinthian church and Christians were called to treat women not as equals, but with love as God treated them, right? So treat other people the way you want to be treated. So women had way more rights and liberties in the Corinthian church than in that whole culture, right? Mm -hmm. So like you couldn't just treat them like trash. You couldn't just rape them. You couldn't just do what you want to them. Like literally you had to treat them with respect and honor. That's where, that's why y'all treat us so nicely now. Because of Christians, so hallelujah. But anyways, First Corinthians eleven as well. It says praying and prophesying. So like, if a man has his head covered, that's disrespecting uh, God, right? Because <laughs> your head is God, 
Your head is Christ. So just what you do in the physical shows how you are spiritually. This is what this context is talking about. So when, that's why when you to a place, like, for example, when we do the national anthem, we get the men got to take off their hats. Or like when you're in church, men can't wear hats. So that used to make me so mad. But a woman can. What? You know, it shows, again, like the symbolism, the visual, like men are the head of the family. So you take off the hat. Women, you wear hats, right? <laughs> you have to wear a hat because you have a head. Your head is the man, right? So this is how the Bible works. You got to know the context and the setting and all that stuff. Like, how does this factor in? Like, there's so much more to say with this. I'm going to stop. But yeah, this is how you break it down. And also, if you just to learn all that stuff, this don't just come from reading the scripture verse, right? You got to read Bible commentary, read a, a Sunday school lesson. So you can type in First Corinthians Sunday school lessons. So first Corinthians Sunday school lessons. And bam, you'll see some Sunday school lessons on it. And then also some commentary. That's the main thing, guys. So Bible commentary, which commentary is just other, uh, I would say famous, but like renowned preachers of olden times from the 1800s and 1900s. Even in the day's time period, they make Bible com commentaries breaking down every single scripture verse, every single passage in the Bible, right? And that's hard to do. Like the Bible's huge. I think it's like, 32,000 something scripture verses. So that's 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 really hard to do in a lifetime. But yeah, this is how you study the Bible. You just read Bible commentary, right? On the whole chapter that you're interested in learning. But this is the greatest way to break down scripture verses, get an understanding of the Bible, because there's so much to learn about it. I don't just got to say that to you guys. You know. But all right, Justin, I'm sorry for talking so much, man. No, you're good. Right. Did you have anything else you want to add with this? I feel like for this one, it also just depends on like where you are, where you are in life as well. Because yeah. I know for like, um, in, for example, for international students, like we would always start when we wanted to break down what is the Bible, who is God. Like we would go to John, because the Gospel of John is like really good on describing who was Jesus, and like that really tells us a lot about who we are. Right. Um, for some people, they like to start at the beginning, like Genesis, like figure out like where we came from or what's the purpose of us. Um, some people are like looking for like a uh, more wisdom. So they might go through like Psalms or Proverbs. Um, those are just to name a few, but I think it's, um, if you're like digging through, if you're trying to dig through the scripture, like definitely look for something you would have a passion about as well. Right. Like what really? Because, like, it's been such a blessing, like, going through First Corinthians with Sean, because, like, we're we're both, like, more mature Christians. Like, we need some spiritual meat. And, like, First Corinthians is perfect because not only do we learn about the foundation of God, but we learn about more complicated spiritual facts that the Corinthians back then just did not understand and why Paul had to, like, go through that. So for, so for the girl who asked about this i think it is important for her to start out with something that really connects with her as well because it's a it's hard to get into the bible when it's if you like start off with leviticus it's just like straight up rules on everything you have to do or all the things that we but like if we start with something that connects us or kind of tells us how our relationship with god is i feel like that makes it a lot easier as well yeah yeah sometimes so you gotta I, really dig 
Yeah, I wish I had a suggestion for her, but I I don't know her life. I don't know what she's passionate about, but I hope like she can pick out something she can like really dig into. Yeah, yeah I, I hope the Lord leads her to that, and everybody else that watches this video too. But mm-hmm. that's one thing I was gonna say after what you said, man. Like we should totally end it, but you just brought something else out. It's like mm-hmm. um, I forgot what did I just say? Oh, digging. Like yeah, like sometimes with the Bible you have to really dig. Like you have to really fine what is what what's the point you know why is this here like here's a good example oh go ahead you were gonna say something justin no i just coughed (laughs) go Um, for it yeah man i was gonna point out uh you remember i said i was gonna do i said we we said we're gonna do certain scripture verses and we only did one but i'm gonna Mm -hmm. do this one so like this is a perfect passage everybody like long story short i have to do a sermon on this a five to ten minute sermon with with all preachers i have to do a sermon on it and well, this is one of my options. And at first, I, my dad suggested it. He said, yeah, you should do this one. I was like, no, it's too simple. Like, I'm going to read the scripture verse, guys. Like, some scripture verses vary, like, in, like, this feeling. But some scripture verses you look at are too simple. And you feel like you understand it and you get it already. Other scripture passages are, like, super complicated. Like, the book of Leviticus. I would even put Exodus. Like, when it talks about the tabernacle, it's breaking down the measurements, the gold everything that should be, uh, you know, gained or gra- gathered to make the tabernacle and then who made it and and how it came about, you know, it's just really meticulous. Like you, sometimes you have to really dig and you got to really find like, why is this important? Why am I looking at the measurements and stuff? And that's where Bible commentaries come into play. Right. But first, I mean, Psalms 148, I'm going to read it. All right. So praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights. Praise ye all his angels, praise ye him all his hosts, praise ye him sun and moon, praise him all ye stars and light, praise him ye heavens and of heavens and ye waters be above the heavens, let them praise the name of the Lord for he commanded, remember that, and they were created and he had also established them forever and ever, he had made a decree which shall not pass, man. I should stop. I'm gonna keep on reading. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps, fire and hell, snow and vapors, stormy wind, fulfilling his word, Mm-mm-mm. mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all the judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth in heaven. He also exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even the children of Israel, of people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. So me and Justin are going to do a Bible study on this sometime soon. I don't know when, but we're trying. Like So uh, it's really my fault. But anyway, <laughs> uh, with this scripture passage in Psalms 148, um, it's simple, right? It's all about praising the Lord. The last four or five songs, so Psalm 146 and 150, is about it's a admission is whoever wrote it is calling creation to praise the Lord. Right. And so this, in this passage alone, 13 out of, it says it declares that 13 times praise the Lord guys. And it's 14 verses. So that means he's really trying to hone in. Oh, you should be praising the Lord. Why? Cause of verse five, let them praise the name of the Lord for he commanded and he created. So why should you praise the Lord? Because God commanded it. He declared it. It glorifies him. When a painter makes a painting, when a painter 
creates some type of artwork, he writes his signature and his name on it. God has wrote his name and his signature on everything he's created because it's so off the chain, so amazing. I know you've been to some amazing places on the earth that are just beautiful and glorious and looks amazing. God made it. And a lot of people like to glorify creation instead of God. We mm -hmm. praise creation instead of God. And this is what this pastor is talking about. All praise should go to God. And who should be praising him? Everybody, all of creation, starting from the heavens. Like the first few verses said, the heavens, in the heavens of heaven, in the host of heaven, like the angels, right? So like everything on earth, the creeping things, the fouling things, the old men, young men, you know, everything should be praising God. So guys, you see how I just broke that down? I'm going to stop. But this is literally how you study the Bible. Like I literally had to read commentary and listen to a lot of sermons to get all that. And I'm not even done. I can keep on going. But so maybe, Justin, I guess I'm ready to do Bible a Bible study on Psalms 148, the way I was talking. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I guess I was ready the whole time. But yeah, guys, this is how you study the Bible, man. Like, it's not just a book that you read. You can't read it like a Harry Potter book. You can't read it like you read a newspaper. You can't read it like you do anything on earth. You have to like literally put all your being, all your might, all your heart, all your soul, all your everything you have into studying the word. And if you don't do that, you're not going to get anything from it. You can only go as far, like I said at the very beginning of the video, you can only go as far as you know the word, right? You don't achieve what God, you're never going to fulfill your purpose on earth, your calling, or anything that God wants you to do if you don't know his word, right? And that's literally Psalms 148. How does the sun fulfill the purpose of God? The moon. The stars, everything, it literally said in that passage, Psalm 148, all creation is glorifying God. All creation is fulfilling God's purpose. So imagine if the sun decided to do something outside of God's will, what would happen to all creation? Same thing for a star. I'm pretty sure meteorites happen because stars come down to earth a certain, at a certain speed, right? So, like, I don't know. Or a rock. I don't know. Like rocks are on yeah. space, right? So like either way it goes, everything has a purpose. So, like, just imagine if the sun didn't fulfill that purpose. Even ants have a purpose. So no matter how small you are, how big you are, how ugly you are, who you are, any and everything on earth has a purpose from God. So what is your purpose? How are you going to figure out your purpose? You can't if you don't know the word of God, right? Literally, all of creation is doing what God commanded it to do. Like verse 6 said in Psalms 148, he hath also established them forever and ever. The sun's always going to go up. That's what it's saying. The sun's always going to go up. The sun's always going to shine. The sun is never going to not come up. It's only not going to come up when God said it, says for it not to come up, which is a passage in the Bible, a story in the Bible. We should totally do a lesson on that, Justin, because mm -hmm. I don't know it. But, <laughs> but yeah, man, like God has established the moon, the stars, the sky. All of it's going to function the way it should function. So are you doing the same thing? Uh, verse 6 of Psalms 148, he hath made a decree that shall not pass. So that's what it's saying, right? So this is how you break down scripture verses, guys. Like they're so much to say just with that passage. I didn't even say everything. Like, even if I try to say everything in an hour, I'm not. There's so much more to gain from it. Like Justin said earlier, like you can read a passage. He always says it on my YouTube channel, actually, every Bible study. He says that you can study the same passage in the Bible and get something new from it. And you can always get something new from it in every season of life. So the older you get, you're not going to see it the same as you did when you were younger, especially when you're going through something that actually relates to that passage. Right, it's a totally different ball game. Man. It, it touches you even more. So that's why it's important to know the Bible. Like, study it, read it, figure out all the stories in it. Because, guys, I'm telling you, them stories are gonna bless you when you face it. When you're facing a trial that lines up with the with somebody else in the Bible, right? So, yeah, man, there's so much with this, man. Like, 
Wow, this went way different than what we were. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we I hope we answered the tweet all right. Oh man, we answered that man. We killed that. I already know we did. Yeah. Like I hope like that was so broad because the question was broad, man. Like it I was. Hope, I hope yeah. there yeah. was one verse. We kind of picked out some verses that we liked, but yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a good good foundation. Is man, just to be aware that we we have to dig into it. We can't give up, but we also have to like see how it points to God because as you said, like everything in creation is created for God's purpose. The same thing with the Bible. So it's like, how is the Bible pointing to God? Like that's, that's how we create a foundation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop, man. Cause you just said something else on that. We need to stop. Man. Yeah. We're trying to do other videos. Sorry. But yeah, this was the question that we answered guys. Like I said earlier, uh, Justin, look at this. She sent this on December 27th and I'm just not answering it. That's just sad. <laughs> right. Um, so, guys, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Uplift Past Crossroads, right here, man. And subscribe to Justin Lee's Howell's uh, YouTube channel, Chaplain Blogs, as well. I need to upload all the studies we done did to his YouTube channel so he can have more content, guys. But he's going to have way more content than this, guys. So, <laughs> Justin, do you want me to upload... Are just our Bible studies in it, or just leave it to videos like this? Hmm. Yeah, well, I feel like the Bible studies would be good to upload to okay. there. Yeah, guys. And y'all make sure to follow him on Facebook as well, Justin Lee Howell. But here goes my other social media platforms as well, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I hope that anybody else who had the same question as uh, Taylor, oh, well, I can say her name because you still got to know her last name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's fine. Right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if anybody had the same question as Taylor, I hope your question was answered. I pray in Jesus' name that any you're studying of the Bible just it it reaches heights and bounds and in places you never could have dreamed of just from this lesson alone. I hope that and pray that we answered every question that could possibly be answered to like where to start. How do you study the Bible? Like where do I begin? Because guys, if you study it. I mean, study it. If you dissect it and try to squeeze everything that you can from a passage, which is what you should be doing, instead of going to church. Oh, man, I'm talking now. Instead of going to church every Sunday and depending on a pastor to tell you what the Bible says. That's what they used to do back in the olden days. When Jesus was alive, only the rabbi, only the preacher could read. Everybody else was illiterate. You're not illiterate. You can read. You need to read the word for yourself. And the people back in Jesus' time period, see, this is why it's important to know the Bible, guys. The people back in Jesus' time period would yearn and desire and just be so ready for the speaker to preach about the word so they can hear it. Guys, you can hear the word 24-7. They were limited to whenever the pastor opened the church to hear to hearing a word from God, right? We're not limited. We can hear from God anytime, anyplace, online, at church, any, anywhere. You're not limited, right? So go to the word, study, not to mention if you're black. Like, you know, like, you know, back when you, we were slaves, you know, we were illiterate as well. We couldn't read the Bible at all. We weren't welcome in sanctuaries, but look at us now. So you got to take advantage of this. This is why it's important to know your history, everything about the Bible. Yeah. All right. So I'm done. <laughs> all right. Anything else, Justin? Are you ready to call no, it? I'm good. I think we covered all the bases. All right. I'm ending it, man. This was great. All right. All right. See you, everybody. <laughs>